friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And I, so I have been an internet girl for, for the majority <laughs> of my life um, at this point. Um, I, back in the, back in the old Wild West days of the internet, I was on there. And uh, back in those days, if you wanted to get scared on the internet, it was because of some creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I thought that maybe you and I could go down memory lane and oh man talk about some creepy pasta i can already feel that i'm going to feel really old making this episode oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i guarantee there's at least i'm gonna say 10 people listening right now that just went what what well you didn't go what so you are you are familiar with uh with this topic unfortunately yeah uh <laughs> and as as we've said many times here on the podcast uh i was a scaredy scaredy little cat of a child mm-hmm. um so these were i would say weapons against me yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes i'm very familiar with creepypasta all right well, let, let's just let's just dive right in. Um, so, what what is creepy pasta? If you are one of these people who was not on the internet, what uh, in early aughts? Early, I guess early aughts. Uh, yeah. So, I, I have I have some dates for us, uh, but um, this term is derived from copy pasta, which was like a cool slang version of copy paste. So uh, back in the late aughts, internet days, um, it was a trend to like copy and paste the same block of text on forums um, or in comments as like kind of a joke trolley thing. Um, so you may be familiar with like p- pasting the entire screenplay of the B movie <laughs> is yeah. a popular one. Um, and the term copy pasta uh, was kind of originally traced back to 2006 and then got portmanteaued with creepy when you are referring to a horror-related copy pasta um, in 2007. Um, both of these were first seen on 4chan because that is a place oh, that people 4chan. hung out in those days. Um, I did not. I was not on 4chan. I knew enough to be afraid. Um, so <laughs> I, I definitely saw it once it kind of started like seeping out into more, more mainstream <laughs> internet yeah. places. Yeah, like Tumblr, I think is where probably I first mm-hmm. kind of it, interacted with it. <laughs> yes, and um, creepypasta has kind of been genericized, I would say, into just a term to refer to online horror fiction mm-hmm. these days. Um, it was interesting when I was like reading about this, like some people argue that like scary chain email letters were like kind of an early version of a creepypasta where yeah. you're like, uh, you know, send this to five people or a evil dog will eat your mom kind of mm-hmm. kind I have of a, thing. I have very specific chain emails that I could probably speak to you verbatim <laughs> that I remember being sent so many times and thinking they were so scary. Yes. Uh, so as as you kind of indicated for yourself earlier in this podcast, uh, there was a time in my life where I was genuinely scared by some creepypastas. Yeah. Um, I'm sure would... now they would be so, like, we're so desensitized now oh, with yeah. modern horror that I'm sure if I went back and read the ones that freaked me out, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Yes. Um I would like I would like scroll by really fast so I wouldn't have to see it have like once it. I realized it's like a um, like a jump scare. Yes. Well, especially because 
Um, so for people who aren't familiar, like these are primarily text-based stories, but a lot of times they would have some kind of like badly photoshopped image uh-huh. um, attached to them that could be scary, could just be unsettling. Um, some like and like you said, like looking back at them now, you're like, oh, this looks like crap. Um, but at the time, <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> Yeah, before before CGI had really taken off and people were making some terrible images with yes. what resources they had. And like, as is the case with most urban legends, like I, I kind of conceive of creepypastas as like the urban legends of the internet. Yeah, A lot sure. of the times it is presented as a true story. Yeah. So... Um, real Hollywood. De- <laughs> yes, real Hollywood stories. Um, depending on how well written it was, sometimes it was kind of believable and you were sort of like, is is this real? Like, did this really happen? Well, and as it got passed around, too, it would get, like, tailored to wherever you lived a lot of the time, too, yes. I feel like. Like, you'd be like, oh, in Kansas City, in the West Bottoms, mm-hmm. like, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, it happened right here. It happened right here. Uh, So let's talk about a couple categories and like kind of famous creepypastas. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Um, So obviously like paranormal and monsters were a major focus of this. And you can't talk about creepypasta without talking about Slenderman. Yeah. (laughs) Our boy. Uh, Our boy. Um, So Slenderman. A skinny legend. A skinny legend indeed. Uh, a, my my description that I wrote down was very tall, thin suit man with no face. Um, Hot. <laughs> so that is that is Slenderman. Um, he was actually created in 2009 for a paranormal image Photoshop contest on the Something Awful forums. And so you would start seeing um, him getting photoshopped into like the background of photos where those were the ones that always like scared me the most where it appeared to be a normal photo at first and then there would just be something something real spooky in there something a little off something something a little off um and obviously slender man reached peak notoriety um with the 2014 slender man stabbings um which happened really close to me actually um, surprise surprise right here right here in waukesha wisconsin um so obviously very unfortunate uh situation didn't you say the clown thing started in wisconsin too um yeah i think th- i think we said the that in the clown, clown episode that like the first kind of one was up in like northern wisconsin this was like like my is parents wisconsin live in waukesha okay? county like oh, this shit. is it's right it's right there right next door right I, next door yeah i are y'all good? Like, do- <laughs> apparently not. There's nothing to do in the long, cold winters. Right. We're just sitting around thinking about Slender Man <laughs> and just getting getting all wrapped up in that. Oh, man. Um, I feel like kind of so the rake was one that I was not super familiar with, but apparently they made like a movie version of this. Another like kind of creepy monster Type of dude. Wait, what? <laughs> a Slenderman? No, something oh. called the Rake. Oh, okay. I don't, I I don't would, know what that I is. I don't think I ever ended up coming across that one. Um, I do know about Jeff the Killer. Jeff the Killer. Jeff this the is the killer. <laughs> This was the one that 
very specifically when you were talking about like badly photoshopped images yes. this is what popped into my head because at the time i thought jump the killer was like the most disturbing thing i had ever seen and now it's like you like go to spirit halloween and there's a jeff the killer mask and it looks just like corny right yeah <laughs> um so anyone who's not familiar with jeff the killer uh this was and so this is the thing with like a lot of creepypastas are very convoluted <laughs> when you like get into them because they'll just keep going because it was like okay first this is a like a teenager who is like he and his brother get attacked by bullies and he fights the bullies um but then his brother gets arrested but then he kills the bullies but then he's burned because he gets set on fire but then he turns insane (laughs) and is like wait i'll be a serial killer now and he cuts off his eyelids and cuts his mouth open like uh the joker in the dark knight um and sneaks into your house and whispers go to sleep um (laughs) killing you and i'm like i'm like this is too much this is too much (laughs) that's happening right now well i have to i have to believe that it was probably like a thing where it was just getting passed around so much and people were adding to it so there was no like cohesive plot line right but like Mm -hmm. when you're what 10 13 like it's like oh my god (laughs) what have you heard about this um another cursed image of course we've got smile dog yeah oh my Um, god right which was was basically the ring so it was a story about like a jpeg that was so terrible that if you saw it you were gonna die yeah i forgot about that Which is always a concern, um, you know, just seeing something and then it's too late and you're going to die. So there were a lot of video game related creepypasta, which makes sense because obviously this is, you know, primarily youngish people online making up weird stories and talking about things. There's a lot of stories about like haunted video game cartridges. I remember one, one that like one of the ones that like legit scared me um, known as Ben drowned, which was the one about like a legend of Zelda Majora's mask. Oh, I never heard that Um, cartridge where it was like someone talking about like, I think they got the, they're like, oh, I got the game at this garage sale and I'm playing (laughs) it and it's starting to be weird and I'm starting to see this. And it turned out that it had like been owned by a kid who died and his spirit was haunting this video game. And that was one where I like read it and I was like, I don't, I don't really believe that this could happen, but I'm kind, I'm pretty scared that it, that this happened. (laughs) (laughs) That, that was what finally broke your skepticism was a haunted video a game haunted cartridge. video game <laughs> or in kind of a traditional i guess i would say kind of urban legend setup um there was one called lavender town syndrome that was like this rumor that if you that you know listening to the lavender town theme um from pokemon um mm-hmm. caused like mass like suicide in japan from people listening to it and you had to be careful and there was a huge cover-up about it and stuff so i think that's definitely like kind of a classic you know oh there's like the secret conspiracy out there i, I remember one about like a, a radio station very specific i don't mm. i don't remember all the details but it was like that you only like certain like something would happen where only certain people would pick up the signal and then it would like basically drive you insane kind of thing and then you would have to go like looking for the station i don't remember all the detail but i very specifically remember reading that one and it giving me the like the like ooh, you know (laughs) yes 
Yes, I so one that one that always really stuck with me um, was Candle Cove. I don't know if you ever read this, but it was yes, yes. Oh my! Literally, you're unlocking secret doors, (laughs) right? I know. As I as I was like researching this episode, I kept being like, "Oh shit! Yeah! Oh my god! Yes! Oh no! (laughs) Oh my god! Candle! Oh my goodness!" Yes. Um. So for for those who are not familiar, Candle Cove was like this long creepy pasta about like a hat. Like the premise was someone being like, I remember this TV show, and there was like this skeleton on it, and it was pirates and blah blah blah. And I can't find like any record of this existing. But you know, once I started posting about it, all these other people remember watching it and then i think the like twist at the end was finding out that like it never existed and all these kids were just like watching static on their tvs yeah and having the- this kind of like shared hallucination like maybe it was like something evil broadcasting kinda- into your brain <laughs> the original uh adventure time conspiracy yes. <laughs> <laughs> well wasn't there something with like a Oh my god, yeah, I remember this. And like I very specifically remember there was like a like a mustache man. <laughs> like like he his head was just like a mustache with an eyeball. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? That does sound true. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely one where like as I was one of the ones that like I was like, do I remember this? Is this real? <laughs> yeah, I think those are the fun ones too. It's like creepy because the concept is very like oh wait yeah and <laughs> and that, I? <laughs> mm-hmm, and that was kind of emblematic like there were a lot that were about like supposedly like lost episodes of tv shows of mm-hmm. being like oh this was only aired once and they never could air it again which like makes a good creepypasta because that does happen sometimes <laughs> or oh, like yeah. you know tv series like have you know lost episodes that they don't re-air like that episode of the x-files um that's too was too nasty for syndication too, too nasty for tv too nasty for tv I think that was like a universal experience of kids like growing up in the early like late 90s too like i i literally thought for years that i fever dreamed that show was it called sagwa with the cats oh they, yeah yeah, yeah. literally for years i would like look for it and nobody knew what i was talking about and i was like did i fever dream a cat show yes see <laughs> i had i had that experience because i so we used to now 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 we're gonna now i'm gonna feel real old uh so we used to rent vhs tapes from the grocery store that had a little like video store in the grocery store that we went to did you have like an apple market that's what ours was called we had that I think I think that this one was at the Super Saver. Um, okay, so yeah, we had different that. brand name, but yeah, like so, like sometimes a grocery store would just have a little video store in it, and we used to rent these like what turned out to be like just kind of like a bizarre like eccentric Japanese cartoons. Sure, <laughs> because yeah. like I you know I liked Sailor Moon and Pokemon, and I knew that I liked like anime type stuff, so I would just see something that looked like anime and be like, I want to watch this, mm-hmm. and. We used to, I watched something called Seabert, which was about kids like going to the Arctic and befriending this baby seal and like rescuing him from like seal hunters and stuff. And there was another one called Serendipity that I watched that's about a kid whose parents die in like like their ship crashes on a glacier. 
but the kid like ends up on an ice flow and floats to a tropical island but actually inside the ice flow was a dinosaur egg and it turns into a big pink <laughs> sea monster and like as i'm describing this this sounds like a non-creepy creepypasta uh, yeah this was, and finally as an adult i was able to like google it and they were like oh yeah this was like a japanese kids show that they just picked a couple episodes of and like smushed into a movie for like dubbed american <laughs> release and i'm like that makes a lot of sense actually that's so funny but But because those things do happen it feels really realistic when you're reading some of these stories and you're like oh man yeah like that does sound kind of familiar right yeah and and like i mean that's still pretty true but like in the early 2000s like kids shows were bizarre like a lot of stuff that like i mean even like if you tried to describe courage the cowardly dog to someone now (laughs) who had never seen it like that sounds like i was on acid at 10 like that's so yeah like the the candle cove thing was very uh plausible which made it very creepy yes it just felt it felt very true and you're Mm -hmm. like yeah this could be a real experience um one that i never really i don't think i ever happened upon this but i saw this on a lot of like the lists i was looking at of like top creepypastas um was abandoned by disney which was Mm. like about someone going to like an abandoned disney resort and there's like a mickey mouse mascot but it's like made photo negative and this like evil mickey mouse like takes them around kind of thing it's five nights at freddy's but in disneyland pretty much yeah like i i do not recall um running into that one in my Uh, my creepypasta adventures Um, i wonder though you remember that uh was it an art installation or that something they were i don't remember if it ever came to fruition or if it was a plan they were going to do with the the dismal land oh yeah yeah uh, yeah that was like a banksy thing right right and that i wonder you know like chicken or egg i wonder if that creepypasta inspired that at all because that was around that same like time frame i feel like like in the early 2000s Yeah, and then there were also, like, kind of ritual-based ones where they would, like, tell you to do things, like, and I, this definitely, like, related back to our slumber party episode, Mm -hmm. I feel like, where you have just, like, spooky child rituals (laughs) where you're like, yes, I will do this thing. (laughs) Um, Kind of the emblematic one, I would say, is, like, 11 miles ritual where it's like, oh, you have to walk down, like, a road for 11 miles and there's a different scary obstacle at each mile and if you reach the 11th mile your wish will be granted and and at the eighth mile eminem will come out (laughs) and yeah and i'm like yeah because you know tons of kids are just walking 11 miles down a random road but like right you're like reading this and writing down you're like yeah okay sounds good sounds good <laughs> taking notes like okay when i get to mile seven there will be a massive troll that i'll have to fight to the death seems possible right. speaking of trolls i i did want to shout out um one of my other favorite genres of creepypasta which are bad creepypasta <laughs> or sometimes known as troll pasta um some and we're you were you were never quite sure which of these were like purposefully written to be bad <laughs> which were yeah. just like so bad um i would like to to read one to you that has I wish been you would. <laughs> my longtime favorite i'm um, so excited which is so you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings you answer it and the voice is what are you doing with my daughter 
you tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. <laughs> then who was phone? <laughs> ah! Not then who was phone. Then who was phone? I, you, that, that like, it fully tickled me to read this again because I remember like a period of time on the internet where I was constantly just like, then who was phone? Meme culture before meme culture. Like, that's so funny. Then who was phone? Who was phone? (laughs) You gotta gotta uh... be prepared. Or or the famous Mandor handhook car door. Oh! <laughs> oh my god, I haven't thought about that. Yes. Oh. You got it. I I was th- so um this is just a just a fun a fun side related note. So I I watched I know what you did last summer for the first oh. time um a couple weeks ago. Enjoyed good times, but I was cracking up because when they were having their like serious like discussion about the like hook hand like urban mm-hmm. legend all i could think was mandor <laughs> hand hook card door <laughs> oh poor helen <laughs> you never know you never know um and i i do have one other one other famous bad creepypasta to share with you <laughs> which i think i believe is like a purposeful this one was a purposeful parody and was like no for that which was a few years ago, a man was walking down a road because his car broke down and he saw a car coming up behind him. So he stuck out his thumb to hitchhike and the car stopped ahead of him. He ran up to the passenger side and opened the door. When he opened the door, a skeleton popped out. Ah, <laughs> no, not a skeleton popping out. It's just uh, it's just Benny from Halloween Town. <laughs> Oh, that would be nice. And he'd be like, hey, yeah, hey, guys, you need a you ride. Need a ride? <laughs> uh, have you seen the meme going around lately? I feel like it just popped up, which is interesting because Ooh, creepypasta hasn't been a thing for a while. Or, or maybe I'm just old and late to the game, which is totally possible. Um, but it, it just says, why, <laughs> why is it called creepypasta and not fettuccine Alfredo? <laughs> <laughs> That's per- that's that's very good. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. That I uh, funny. the other day actually. So, uh, oh my god, I'm so dumb. I almost was like, "Are you a <laughs> Shane and Ryan person?" Literally, <laughs> we went together to see Ghost Files. Yeah, we it's did. fine. We did. Everything's fine. Uh, they have that series on Watcher that's yes. like, "Are you are you scared?" Are you scared? Um, and they put up a Mothman one uh, yesterday mm-hmm. or two days ago I that I was listening that. to. And while I was listening to it, I was like, man, this is really like, this is creepy Boston. <laughs> it, it is. That's what I, I was, um, that was on my list that kind of like, I would say sort of the modern version of you know the modern life of creepypasta is mm-hmm. through things like that like they they read smile dog on an earlier episode oh okay of that show um so they do and i think i think they did like the russian sleep experiment story oh yeah and mm-hmm. stuff too so yeah like if you if you if you are a young person who doesn't know creepypasta or if you are an old person who wants to reminisce about creepypasta, I definitely recommend um, Are You Scared um, on the Watch Your Channel because you do get Ryan and Shane reading some 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 new ones, but also some like classic Internet stories with, you know, 
their their sassy twist so <laughs> yeah their their commentary oh so good it is yeah um i i just it was so much fun to kind of go down memory lane and think about these things and i was i was sort of inspired i was sort of just inspired by as we were talking we've been talking about like you know different kinds of superstitions Mm -hmm. and things and i just really love that like the internet kind of had its own its own little subset of like superstition and urban legend um because it is really it has been its own own unique culture and i think that some of that like some of it definitely still is on but some of it um has definitely been lost and kind of like the consolidation into like social media sites and things like that so i just wanted to to reminisce about some some classic internet um tomfoolery i'm sure glad you did because yeah i haven't I mean, like I said, I did like briefly think about it when I was listening to that watcher thing mm-hmm. a couple days. But like, I haven't really thought deep into creepy pasta in a long time. <laughs> it's a, it is such a weird little like subset of what we grew up with. <laughs> it is yes, and I definitely I feel like it was definitely one of those things where like I could see sort of my own like transition into a spookier person where like i used to scroll really fast past it and then i would kind of like start getting a little bit more intrigued and maybe i'd read one in a comment and maybe i'd read one there and then like i would be really brave and like go into like a full like reddit like creepypasta full forum post and (laughs) read some of them and get spooked in my dorm room (laughs) well you know what i think i i don't know what this says there has to be some kind of like scientific explanation for this <laughs> uh what this says about me as a person but like part of the reason i would try to like get past them so quickly is because like if i saw one word or sentence that like caught my attention i was gonna have to read that whole thing yeah. to know mm-hmm. what happened yeah, like no. <laughs> even though i didn't want to know like then if i even like get a glimpse of it i'm like well now i have to know <laughs> right it's too it's too late <laughs> it's now too late i know it me. does it 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 hooks your brain just like a car door. <laughs> All right. Well, friends, if you are a creepy pasta fan, I would love for you to drop um what your favorite story was in the comments. Let us know if there was one that creeped you out, if you ever tried any of these creepy pasta rituals, and if you know who was phone. <laughs> I'm never I'm never gonna be okay. That was so funny. I've never heard that one. Oh, Who was so phone? good. Who was phone? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us today on our podcast. We love to share our spooky little reminisces and stories with you. And if you are enjoying the podcast, um, it would help us out so much if you could leave us a rating or a review uh, wherever you listen. Um, Apple Podcasts is kind of the main spot for reviews, but you can leave a rating on a lot of different places and it really helps new people find our podcast and we appreciate it. Rate this podcast and send it to five people you know, or else Mm. (laughs) a girl will appear at the foot of your bed tonight. (laughs) Yes, appear at the foot of your bed and say, why, why didn't you share Ghoul's Night In? And then when you wake up, you'll be bald. Yeah. That's That's what's going to happen. It's the only appropriate repercussion. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I didn't want I didn't want to come up with something too mean because we do love our listeners. Yeah. Um, but just just something to remind you how important it is to leave a review. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to stay up to date uh, with our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Ghoul's Night in Pod. And if you are looking for me, you can find me across internet platforms at Penny Snark. And you can find me everywhere at Midge Munster. And until next time, goodbye.